thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. I have a guest this morning. I like having guests because it's not me running my mouth for 15 minutes. Um, so for those of you who are tuning in now, um, I have my new friend, Mustafa on. Uh, Mustafa, thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you for, for having me, Tyler. Absolutely. So um, again, add us, comment us where you're tuning in from. I'll throw you up on the screen. Brandon Arvey, what's up, buddy? Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, very excited to bring this specific uh, live show to y'all because Mustafa, I followed him on Twitter. Uh, I have admired what he's done from afar and the power of the DMs. I slid into Mustafa's DMs and he got back to me and I said, hey, listen, I love what you're doing. Please come on my live show. And he agreed to I have a complete stranger. So again, the power of DMs. I, I, for those of you who are watching, I take my own advice. I eat my own dog food. I preach slide into DMs and here it works. It works. So a few more people tuning in. Brian, what's going on, buddy? It's good to see you as always. John, tuning in consistently. I love it. I love it. We got some guests rolling. So I'm going to go ahead and kick this thing off. I, I don't want to wait any longer because I, I want to get to the good part of this. So Mustafa, introduce yourself to the people that are watching. Uh, tell them what you do, who you are, and then we'll go from there. Okay, cool. Uh, so thanks for having me, Tyler. Um, so first off, like I'm, I'm just going to uh, keep this uh, intro super short so that don't bore your people, your audience, right? <laughs> uh, so um, so I, I'm an entrepreneur um, slash uh, writer. Like I've been freelance writing for for more than 10 years now. And I'm an entrepreneur. I founded my first startup in 2005 after dro dropping out of college. Um, yeah, so I'm currently working on my fourth startup. Uh, it's a collaborative uh, blogging platform called wordu.com. Um, it's going to be a few months before we go live with that. Um, yeah, so for now, I'm more focused on building an audience on Twitter. And I've not been uh, doing freelancing work for about a year now because, uh, like I said, a lot of my focus is on um, consulting and selling my own products. So that's I love what it. I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So um, a few more. Julio, what's going on, buddy? It's good to see you. Um, so I want to go and dive in. So one of the reasons why, the main reason why I wanted Mustafa on is because, it can, and also I want to um, make sure that he gets the recognition. If you want to follow him, um, I'm going to do this. I did this with a buddy. I, I had another guy on the chat. Let me see if I can do this real quick. Create banner. Nope, that's that's Austin. M-K, let's see here. M-K-H-U-N-D-M-I-R-I. -I. All right, add banner. Boom. Follow Mustafa. Uh, that's his Twitter right there. So Mustafa, let's go ahead and dive in to to sure. the art of dms right the art of cold emailing that is something that that is one of your ebooks that you have for sale right now um right. cold email that works and so talk right. to me about your experience cold emailing because again the people that are watching are either on the job search or going to be on the job search and one of the biggest things that you have to overcome mm -hmm. when it comes to the job search is having to get over the fear of cold dming people cold emailing people Right. So, so, so talk, talk to the, talk to the viewers about your experience with cold emailing, what motivated you to write this ebook? Um, mm -hmm. and then we can go from there. 
Yeah, awesome. Um, <clears throat> so cold emailing has been an, a really important skill for me uh, in the past, uh, for the past five years, more than five years. So like I said, I've been freelance uh, writing for 10 years now. So for the first three to four years, I was uh, focused on getting jobs from job boards and uh, it was also initially when I started with my freelance writing gigs, I was uh, taking work that was not really paying me really well because uh, I did not know how to get my own clients. And so I, I the problem with that approach is that you take whatever comes your way. You, you don't really uh, focus on getting paid what you're worth and that is only because you you have this kind of an insecurity you have this fear of reaching out to new people and asking for work so it, it just looks like something that should be avoided i always felt that you know it's it's better if somebody else kind of takes care of that part and i just do uh my writing work and get done with it the problem with that approach is that whenever you have a middleman it's really uh difficult to kind of have really have good margins and you have this uh person taking a huge pay cut out of your hard work and that initially feels good because you don't want to you know you you don't you you don't spend time looking for clients and doing all that grunt work but then slowly as you move you know go on and you you start uh uh, what do you say? You start working with more and more such middlemen. You come to realize that you're doing a lot of work and you're not getting paid much. So that kind of, it, 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 so personally, it, it kind of affected me in a negative way because I knew I could, you know, these people were getting work from somewhere, right? Sure. I mean, they, they probably uh, had uh, relationships with other prospective clients or they had their own database of, of people who are interested in work. So where are they getting their clients? So there's some way they're doing it, right? So I had to uh, quit the whole, uh, because I, I also wrote for those uh, really bad content mills which pay you, I don't even wanna talk about the kind of money they pay, right? So. So yeah, so that uh, kind of pushed me to, uh, you know, sending, uh, trying cold emailing, uh, you know, back in 2013 or 14, that's when I started experimenting yeah. with it. Yeah, but but then uh, that was, that was I realized that cold emailing, it, it, a lot of, for a lot of people, it's like a numbers game. It's like send an X number of emails and you're gonna get a, you know, a percentage of those people are going to give you a job right so uh according to me you know over the years i've learned that cold emailing is not a numbers game it's more of a prospect game it's it's more of a prospecting game where you kind of have to understand who you're reaching out and if you if you can focus on reaching out to the right people by doing your due diligence then uh, you are going to have a higher conversion rate. You're going to have have a higher response rate, and then you're going to end up working with really, really uh, good clients who, you know, pay your worth. So, so let me, yeah. 
So let me ask you this. So, 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 so the individuals who are watching, yeah, they're like, all right, Mustafa, this sounds great. Like I'm all about it. Let's go prospecting. Like what are like two or three things that you would suggest a cold email or cold DM to have to have better response rates? Okay. So my approach to cold emailing is really different than what you would find uh, on the internet. So this, this, this came about through a lot of trial and error because initially I was, uh, like I said, I was in the assumption that cold emailing is a numbers game. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm not really ashamed to say this, but I've done it. So, yeah. So it's, it's like a, it's like a part of my backstory. So sure. uh, me and my technical co-founder, we made our internal uh, emailing system where we, you know, got thousands of emails and then we blasted out the same uh, email message to thousands and thousands of people. We did not even care if they were targeted. We did not even care if those, those emails were active, were working or not. All we, was, all we were caring about is, you know, how many emails can we send? Right. Uh, so we were using Amazon, uh, Amazon services app. So the email sending part was really cheap, but the problem with that is like when you, when you're doing, when you're taking that spray and pray approach, um, you are not in control of anything, right? 1000 emails sent and you get like 20 people replying back to your, to your email and out of those, like five of them kind of come on a call, talk to you, and then nobody gives you a job. So, so I mean, that was not working for me. And then we were getting spam complaints, obviously, because we were spamming people, uh, which was not good. So I, you know, I, I wanted to take a better, more realistic and a more human approach to cold sure. emailing instead of just focusing on the numbers. I, I, I wanted to take the, the quantity approach instead of uh, focusing on the quantity. And that. that's, that's when I started looking at these prospects as human beings, because that's what, that's what they are. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, on the, on the other side of, uh, you know, on the other side is a person, uh, who has real emotions, real aspirations. They have the, their own fears and they, they are ready to talk to you if you can approach them the right way. And if you can treat them with respect, instead of just looking at them as a way to milk money or, you know, yeah. I mean, whatever, you, whatever way you want to uh, profit of them. I mean, if you can just stop looking at them as a mere number sure. and see them as a real human being with real emotions and fears, then, uh, then you suddenly realize that uh, the best way to call the email is not to sell uh, in, your, in your, in your first email. It is to, I love that. It is to build a, it's, it, it, it's not even building, it's, it's to start a new relationship with this new person. And uh, yeah, so I stopped selling in my first email. I mean, I, I still see a lot of uh, salespeople working for big startups, uh, you know, taking the same sales approach uh, with cold emailing and uh, the same spray and pray approach. They write good emails. I mean, they don't write bad emails. They don't spam. Uh, but then, even then, the first email is like, uh, what do you say? It's kind of a turnoff because yeah. 
because yeah. the other person the other person knows what you what, like the reason you you're getting in touch with them is because uh it's 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 something that they want like you want from them and instead of you giving something to them you're looking to get something out of from them so i love that uh, that's so i uh, i changed my approach i changed my approach from uh selling to you know starting new relationships and yeah so that that that's exactly what i teach in my my ebook that's awesome. That's awesome. And again, for those of you tuning in, again, we, we had some more people. Tasha, good morning. Thomas, good morning. It's good to see you guys as always. Um, so uh, if you want to check out uh, Mustafa's, this is his uh, ebook. I would highly check it out. Um, I would also please follow him on Twitter. He gives such good advice. So so as, as we close out our time here, and again, very short to the point, yeah. let me, let, let's talk about Twitter real fast. Okay. All right. You have, I, I've seen you scale. You popped on my radar. I think when you were under a thousand and then now you're over 3000 yeah. and you scaled incredibly fast. So talk to me the, about the power of Twitter and why people should be looking at Twitter right now as a way to network. Okay. So, uh, in a really short way, let me tell you, uh, what I, what I really think, uh, people might not agree, but I think Twitter is the only real social network out there. Other, wow. you know, other networks, whether it's Facebook or, or any other LinkedIn or anything, I just see them as networks, people networking over there. Like, but if you talk about a real social, true social network that kind of, that is open, uh, and that is helping people build uh, new relationships, uh, then I feel it is Twitter. Obviously, email is the biggest social network, but right after email, you have you know, the next thing that you need to focus on, if you are, if you are doing like, if you are building a career or if you're building a business, uh, it doesn't matter what you're building, uh, work-wise, you need to be on Twitter because that is where you meet the right people. Because I have noticed, uh, YouTubers like who are really big, right? They have like thousands and thousands of subscribers on YouTube but they're just starting out on Twitter. So that gives you an advantage uh, to kind of reach out to them and talk to them on Twitter. Because if you email them, they're not gonna respond back to you because they're big. But on Twitter, they're not. So so that's good. That's something that can work in your favor when you wanna, so that's just an example. If you like, of, like if you talk about uh, looking for a job, right? And if someone's, somebody's looking for a job, I mean, the, the traditional way of uh, searching for a job is like the job boards and the, you know, the, uh, you know, people putting up these job postings and you scan them and you're competing with so many people. But yeah. that's, not, that's, that's not how you get a, a job on Twitter. I mean, on Twitter, uh, there are two ways uh, which makes it a really powerful platform. Um, uh, number one, it, uh, number one it, it shows you... Um, Sorry, it gives you a platform where you can showcase your skills or showcase yeah. what you can do. Like you can build in public, you can create content and show your expertise in public, uh, which you can do on a blog, but then nobody's reading your blog for two years, right? right? So, but on Twitter, you can have people reading your work from day one. And that that can help you get a job that you may not have, uh, you know, gotten through a, a typical job board or a job posting. Yeah, and, I, I love that. Yeah, number two, the re, number two, why I love Twitter, and like I said, uh, it it allows you to 
connect with new people uh, better than email because there are no subject lines, right? People are, people are not looking at your subject line. They're looking at your profile. They're looking at your bio. They're looking at your tweets. So if you have something interesting going on and if you are giving consistent value, then they are going to reply back. They are going to follow you. They're going to build a relationship with you. And then, you know, the serendipity, uh, a word that's hard for me to spell, uh, pronounce. So, you know, that's pretty big on Twitter. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And again, Julio, I know Julio is really big on Twitter um, and, and he agrees. Yeah, absolutely. Twitter is where it's at. And so as we wrap up here, if anybody has any questions for Mustafa on how he's grown um, his network, obviously comment at us. Please let us know um, if you want. I would highly recommend to follow him. I have learned a lot from him just on from a marketing perspective. Right. Because I think, too, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Mustafa, again, as we wrap up here about how you kind of are your own brand. And in regards to either finding a job as a job seeker or finding work, both are kind of the same. And so you kind of need to be mindful of how you put out content. So I, I, we'll wrap up on this. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, on, on, on what you just said? Yeah, just posting content, not mm -hmm. only as somebody who's like a, a business person who's an entrepreneur trying to get business, but also as a job seeker and the importance yeah, yeah. of that. Right. So I, I have seen a couple of my friends uh, who I started uh, talking to on Twitter last year and like two or three of them, they, they got jobs just because of what they were doing on Twitter. So wow. it's, it's but it's not just the content, Tyler. It's not just the content you're putting out, but you want to make sure that the content is being seen by the right people. So, for example, if you're looking for a job as a as a uh, you know programmer or, or or like a like a coder, and you want to get hired by these startups, uh, which are you know really hot. So, what you could do is you could you could start uh, building a relationship with these uh, key people who are uh, you know who are responsible for hiring you. It could be the CEO of the company. And uh, I've noticed that a lot of CEOs have really, really a low profile on Twitter. Like they don't have any followers yeah. and yeah. They, respond, they respond back to DMs and stuff. So you could follow them. You could have them follow you back. And then when they follow you, you have this opportunity to fill the timeline with really great content and show them that you are capable of doing this job. So if you can do that for like a few months and then you, you DM them saying, uh, you know, uh, so I'm looking for a job and you suddenly the top uh, person in, in their mind because they already know that you are better than any other candidate that they don't know. Right. So I love that. That was so good. That was so good. Awesome. Well, we'll end. We'll end on that note. Mustafa, thank you again for coming Thanks on. Buddy. I appreciate it. Um, again, uh, go check out his uh, Gumroad cold emails that work. Um, go follow him on Twitter. Um, he he's fantastic. So Mustafa, thank you again for joining me. I appreciate Excellent. it, man. And uh, I'll continue to stay in touch with you on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. See ya, man. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.